looked at how how our church is laid out, what impression would you get from what's expected on a Sunday? Have a think for a moment. You can have a look around, see how our church is laid out. Yep. For some, it's school. For others, it's a cinema or it's a theatre. Yep. You're the spectators and the action happens up here. And the platform's even raised. And so that kind of gives, you know, a reality to that. But the reality is that's not what it's like in the Bible. In the Bible, we're all in the same meeting and the Holy Spirit can move through each one of us. Doesn't have to be me, doesn't have to be Natalie, could be any one of you through whom the Holy Spirit can move. And really, that's what it should be. If you read 1 Corinthians 14, it says, when you get together, everybody has. The idea is, is that we come from our weeks, we come together, and we all bring what we have in God together, and we see what God's going to do. And God can and will speak through anyone. So I'm going to share a bit on that. Let me just pray as we kick off. Uh, Just wanted to give you a bit of a push because I feel God wants to do something in us. So Father, we come this morning. Father, we pray that you would give us revelation. Father, I want to pray this morning that we would understand that we are the sons of the living God. That we are those who've been made in the image of God. Nothing else has been made in the image of God except human beings. And so we are designed to carry your glory and to reflect your amazing power and goodness. And so, Father, today I pray that you would enable us, that you would speak to us. Father, that you would open our hearts and minds and our spirits in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I've I've entitled today, Activating Your Spirit. We all understand we've got a spirit, yeah? We've got a body, which is the bit you can see. We've got a soul, which is kind of our will, our minds and our emotions. And we have a spirit. Now, the reason I need to mention that is in the Western world, people no longer believe in a spirit. Yeah. But we have a spirit. We are spiritual beings that God has fused into a body. Uh, and, And one of the things that's a real sadness within the world is that the world wants to tell us that we're animals, but we're not. We are clearly not animals. We are made in the image of God and there is a higher calling. Now, there is a challenge for us that spiritually we need to be active. Have you noticed that when you go to work, when you go to visit people, you have to engage mentally with what's going on. But when you sit in front of the television, you don't have to engage. Now, I have to be honest, for that reason, I quite like the television. You don't have to engage. And in the same way, spiritually, a lot of the world has never, ever engaged spiritually. Some engage badly with the demonic and with the occult. But we are called to engage with one another and to engage with God on a spiritual level. Let let, let me talk a little bit just about 
spiritually how those things work. Have you ever... Battery gone, nope. Maybe just the connector. Have you ever walked into a room, met a complete stranger, and in here, something says something's not right? And later on, you hear something, you said, I knew that. Well, how did you know that? Your brain didn't logically work that out, but on, because we are all spirits, there is a spirit-to-spirit connection. But when you read the Old Testament and you hear about how King David and Jonathan had this phenomenal relationship, there was a spiritual connection that occurred. Those are rare things. When people say, I have a best friend or I have someone who just understands me, it is more than a mental connection. There is a spiritual connection that occurs. And so we're spiritual beings and we connect with God spiritually. We also connect with one another spiritually. And God has given us a whole host of spiritual gifts that work together. The challenge is that for many people, church is more like sitting in front of the TV than it is going to work. And I believe God wants to change that. For a number of reasons. I do not carry all the gifts. I say that, I would love it on a Sunday if I was sitting down here and everybody else was going to it spiritually. You get to hear my preaching, my communication gift, but there are, you know, we're what, 50, 60 people? There are 60 different gifts here in this room that we need to see in action. Things like prophecy and words of knowledge and wisdom. We need to see gifts of healing. We need gifts of discernings of spirits. There are so many gifts. Now, they're not all on that level. Did you know that hospitality is a gift? Not everybody can be hospitable. Did you know that pastoral work is a gift? And I hate to tell you, but that's not one of my great gifts. If you want to know somebody who had a great pastoral gift who's got one, it's Dave Shields. You could just see it. I wonder how many of you have got that kind of a gift. And is it being used by God? And so the idea is we come together as the people of God. The thing that saved the majority of people in the history of Christianity was when they entered into the community of God and saw a spiritual dynamic of people using gifts and connecting with one another and they said, I want to be like that. And that's what we are called to be. We are called to be the people of God. We are called to reflect the glory of God. Jude 20 to 21 says, but you dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. When we come together, we're here to build ourselves up. Ephesians 6.18 says, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Why? Because we need to activate our spirits. You know, over this Christmas period, the weather's been really bad, so my exercise has gone downhill. You know, Monday I'm saying to myself, right, but have you noticed just two weeks of inactivity and all of a sudden you're more breathless, your muscles are more lethargic, everything changes. And spiritually, If we don't keep our spirits 
active, if we're not open to God and praying in the Spirit and open on every occasion, we enter into a similar kind of lethargy. Now, the encouragement from Jesus in Luke 18 is that he said, um, it says this, on uh, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Now, I want to encourage you, we need to always continually to be active. The, the really sad thing is, is that Satan and his demons don't take a break over Christmas. They don't have Sunday off. They are continually at it. Now, so is God. So are the angels. And so the challenge is for us that we are spiritually active in terms of what we do. And then James makes this amazing comment. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So us together as we meet, when we pray, when we exercise ourselves spiritually, there is great power released. And it says here, wonderful results. Don't we want to see that? You know, our neighbourhood... Our friends, our work colleagues, our family, you know, they need to see that in action. And so we're told in 2 Timothy 2.15, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. But it's this idea that we are presenting ourselves to God. When we come on a Sunday, I know we're not into the Old Testament law, but there is a certain element of it that we are coming to present ourselves to God. I want you to think it a bit like, what would it be like if you were going to present yourself to the Queen? We're coming to the King of Kings, to the Creator. We're coming to engage with him. And then it says that we should let ourselves be transformed by the renewing of our mind. What does that mean? That means that God needs to help us to change the way that we think. You know, I've I've noticed that if I watch too much TV, I begin to think like the TV. If you watch too much COVID news, I'm amazed because in the United Kingdom, we were always well known for talking about the weather. Now, all I ever hear is COVID, 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 COVID. Call my mum, COVID. Call my dad, COVID. Call my brother, COVID. Call my sister, COVID. I'm thinking, can we? I mean, once COVID goes, if it ever goes, there'll be silence. We'll all be saying, what do we talk about? And so we need to engage in the things of God. If we want to know God and to engage with God, one one thing that, that I keep saying to folks is, you need to read this. You know, I memorize scripture. I'm one of these, I believe there is a real power in memorizing scripture. And over the years, I've had people say to me, my memory's really bad, I can't do that. But they know all of the football teams, They know their particular football team. They know all the players going back 20 years. They know all the stats, how many goals. I'm thinking, I can't remember that. And it's because it's where we take an interest. We all remember loads of stuff. But it's where we take an interest. But if you remember this, it is food and power every single day 
that will help you. The Bible will help you every single day in what you do. So we need to renew our mind and so we need to practice. And the reason I want to speak first, I want the children in, because I want us in a short while to practice activating our spirits. That Now let me tell you, um, there's no mumbo jumbo or anything. There's no special incantation to do that. There's no kind of yoga position or whatever that you need to do. It's simply us talking to God and listening. And so I want us to put that into practice. But here's, here's a really big question. Have you ever in your life felt spiritually dry? You feel God's not hearing you. You feel you're not connecting. What do you do in those times? Now, for myself, I do a number of things. I pray in tongues. Yeah. You might think it's really weird when I go shikiki tabakusukoto. It's tongues. And when I start praying in tongues, in here something changes in my spirit. Something is going on. It's a bit like when your house is cold and you put on the central heating, you may hear nothing, but the atmosphere is beginning to warm up. And so you, you activate yourself spiritually, and you need to find out how you do that. I have certain books from certain authors that are my go-to spiritual stimulation dynamic books. I like to read A.W. Tozer. Why? Because he stimulates and stirs up my spirit. I like to read Martin Lloyd-Jones. Sadly, all of my authors are dead. But I like to read those because when I'm in a place, I use them to stimulate my heart towards God. You know, sometimes it just, just doesn't happen out of nothing. Smith Wigglesworth, he was hilarious, you know, Smith Wigglesworth. He used to get up on the platform with nothing and he used to just rely upon the Holy Spirit to move through him. And he was asked, well, what happens if the Holy Spirit doesn't? He says, I do things to activate my spirit until the spirit begins to activate through me. So there is something there. It's a bit like we need to warm ourselves up at the gym before we do certain exercises. Otherwise, we may end up damaging ourselves, but in this context, we need to stir ourselves up. Isaiah 64 says this, There is no one who calls on your name who stirs himself up to take a hold of you. Now, I really hate to say this, but on a Sunday, when you come in or when you're at home, unless you stir yourself up, nobody else will do it. You need to stir yourself up. Now, what we can do is we can encourage one another. I had a really good chat with Liz this week. We were just talking about how we can spark one another. You know, the idea of, of the Spirit is, if you read through 1 Corinthians, it says that one person is standing up prophesying, but if the person sitting down, another person sitting down, hears a message from God, he stands up and the other one has to be quiet. And you think, that's a bit harsh. But actually, the idea is this, that I say something and Natalie goes, oh yeah, that's really, and that's made me think of this. And then she says something and then Laura goes, oh yeah, and that's really something I've been thinking. And each time it snowballs and it gets bigger and it gets more powerful and we begin to sense that God is moving. 
We're sparking one another. We're saying things that go into each other's spirits and stir something within it, and we're stirring that. And each time, God begins to work in and through it. Spiritual gifts. Romans 12.6 says that we all have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. And then he says, let us use them. And then he gives examples. If prophecy in proportion to your faith. Did you know that all the spiritual gifts that God gives, the way they function is by faith? So the challenge is this, if I have no faith, I might have a gift, but it will never work. They function through faith. The the one that is most easily seen is the gift of healing. And that's one of the most challenging ones. If you read about the healings in the Bible... They acted in faith before the healing came through. Classic example is the beggar at the gate, beautiful, the guy who was lame. And they said, look at us. And then they said, we don't have any money, but what we have, we give you the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up. What did they then do? Just stand there and wait? No. They grabbed his hand and pulled him, it says. And as he rose, his ankles grew strong. Had they never pulled him, he would never have been healed. But that's the thing, isn't it? Because everybody wants to see the healing before they have to do anything. And God says, no, that's not how faith works. That's how prophecy works. You know, prophecy is really actually quite simple. Prophecy is that we say to God, is there anything you want to communicate through me to somebody else? And then we wait. And then thoughts come into our mind and we discern whether they're from God. We don't wait for an audible voice. God doesn't put a neon sign over their head saying, say this. It's a very simple thing. All of the gifts work through our flesh. And I don't mean flesh in the negative, I mean in our humanity. When God gives you a prophetic word, it has to enter into your brain. There's no other way for it to work. And so what we're doing when we're exercising in spiritual gifts is that we're looking to God and we're processing what he brings. How many of you remember Pete Reed who used to come many years ago? And he was asked how he was so accurate with his prophetic words. And he says, I just keep exercising the gift. Just keep using it. And we have an opportunity here today where we can exercise the gifts with one another. So how does that work? Well, we need to stir our spirits up. We need to increase faith. If they work on faith, then we need to have faith as we use those. We need to say, yeah, God's going to use me today. Did you know that today God wants to use each one of you who trust in him? He wants to use you. Why does he want to use you? Because he is a great God who wants to express himself through as many people as possible. Whether you're children or whether you're older, he wants to express himself. Can you imagine if every believer was being used by God in every context to express what God wants to say? Our world would be so different. We we read the stories of the prophets. So spiritual gifts work through. And here's the other challenge, is that spiritual gifts, sometimes we will not fully understand it. 
1 Corinthians 39 says, um, Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only a part of the whole picture. I used to, I used to operate in the prophetic a lot more than I do now. But when I operated in the prophetic, one of the things that, that was often there is I didn't want to share anything I didn't understand. And that was a massive mistake. Because God said, it's not about you, Simon. It's about what I'm trying to do. And God might say something through Anup, and then say something through Tony, and then say something through Granville. And as those three things come together, it brings that whole picture. But if Anup sits there and he thinks, well, I don't understand this, I'm not going to share it. And then Tony says the same, and then we don't get anything. It's about us saying, this is what I've got. And, and here's the amazing thing. This is a safe place. We are brothers and sisters in the same family. We're not going to get it right all the time, but who cares? I would much rather we get it wrong 99 times and get it right once than we never, ever get it right. And it's about exercise. And what we'll find is as we exercise that more and more, all of a sudden... We will think, yeah, that was God last time. It's, 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 that's got the same flavor to it. We'll begin to discern how God is speaking. And as we do it here, we'll see it in the workplace. We'll see it at home. We'll see it with other people. We'll see it in the shops. Why? Because all of a sudden, we'll just know. God will say, oh, I want you to share something with that person. A thought will come into your mind. And so the challenge is, we need to stir ourselves up. Sometimes we need to just sit still and relax for a minute. Now, we can't do it if we have a distracted mind. Yeah, It's one of the things we need to turn off gadgets. We need to say, I'm not going to think about other things at this point. I'm going to focus on God. I'm pretty sure that if we went to visit the Queen, we wouldn't answer our mobile phone. If she was talking to say, hold on a minute, I just need to answer this text. We'd shut all of those things off and we would pay attention. We would be in the moment. And when we gather together, we need to be in the moment. Praise can stir our spirits. That's why we, we do praise and worship, is because it begins to activate our spirits. Thanksgiving does that. You know, remembering what God has done in the past, I find that a tremendous stirring. Well, if God did it then, there's no reason to believe he's not going to do it now. Worship, speaking in tongues. If you speak in tongues, let me say a bit about tongues. We get caught up with tongues as Pentecostals. Whether you speak in tongues or whether you don't speak in tongues, it doesn't matter. I would love you all to speak in tongues, but speaking in tongues doesn't make you any more special than anybody else. Yeah? It is just a gift. It's like somebody saying, well, if you've got a pitchfork and I've got a spade, you're more important than I am because a pitchfork... No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we draw in our hearts near to God and also that we ask. I ask God for gifts on a regular basis, discernings of spirits. I've asked nearly every week for I don't know how many years in my life. I've recently been more asking God for the gift of the prophetic. And so we ask God and we expect from God because that's faith, isn't it? I mean, it's not faith saying, God, would you give it to me? And we say, well, I don't really think you'll give it. 
He wants to do it. God's word. You know, other gifts can stir you up. Somebody can share something. Somebody can say something and it will punch into you and you go, wow, yeah. And out of that comes something that God wants you to share. I hope you're seeing how us being together has an amazing effect. One of the things, which is what I'm doing this morning, is to change the routine. We're not expecting to do this on a Sunday. So maybe it will shake us from where we are. I'm just going to mention two scriptures and then we're going to go into some activity together. Two scriptures. Now, let me be really clear. Faith does not require a special magical moment. We sometimes think people can only get healed when there is this amazing sense of something. That is not true. It is not a magical moment. Faith is a simple act of believing God that what he has promised will come to pass. That's it. Whether you feel it or whether you don't feel it makes no difference whatsoever. It's whether you trust in it and believe it. And there's too much that, you know, in meetings, people try and whip it all up until everybody's in some form of frenzy. And then we hit this magical moment where God moves. No, it doesn't go like that. Let me illustrate this. Matthew 9, verse 18 to 26. While Jesus was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. Notice Jesus was not in a meeting. There was no worship band going on. There was no, he just said, this guy's asked for help, I'm going. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her said, take heart daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. Think about that for a moment. The woman didn't wait for some amazing thing. Jesus, it was, it was faith. She believed it. Jesus says, I see that faith, you're healed. That's how it works. We don't need anybody to kind of give us a magical moment. We don't need to wait until we feel something. We make a decision and say, I'm going to trust God here. I'm going to step out and I'm going to share it. The other scripture is also from Matthew 9 and it's verse 27. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him crying aloud, have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. And so this morning, we're going to have a time. I'm going to just ask Natalie to be sensitive. Maybe we need a song somewhere. Maybe we don't. But... I want us for a moment to pray and say, Lord, we're here. That we're here, that that God wants to use us this morning. He might want you to give a word of encouragement to somebody here who really needs it. Maybe we've got people who are sick, we have got people who are sick, who need some healing. And I want to encourage you. And so, so how do we do this practically? Well, this is how I do it. Firstly, 
I pray, either in the spirit or I pray and ask God. And then I kind of wait, what does God want me to do? Now, I often don't do this with my eyes closed. You know, with a gift of prophecy, for example, uh, my gift of prophecy doesn't work with my eyes shut. I need to be looking at people and all of a sudden somebody will stand out. A bit like when I read the Bible and the verse stands out, somebody will stand out. And I think, okay, that person stood out. What do you want to say, God? And then I wait and then a thought comes into my mind and then the wrestle begins. Do I share it? Do I not share it? Do I share it? What if it's wrong? What if it's not wrong? And we do this kind of ping pong in our mind. Don't do that. Take it and say, look, I feel maybe God is saying this. That's all you've got to do. They can weigh it and say yeah or no. We share that. We don't say, thus saith the Lord, because once we do, thus saith the Lord, they have no option. If I go to somebody, if I say, Zoe, thus saith the Lord, she's got no option. God's just said something, she's got to do it. Well, we don't do that. We say, you know, God might be saying. So are you up for this this morning? A few of us. Well, maybe we can stir one another up today. So I want you to be open. Maybe there's a scripture yeah, maybe there's a, a, a thought that you've had this week that God wants to bring back. Maybe you just have a sense. Yeah, let me say just something about the gift of healing. You know, very often we will get a pain the same as the person who needs healing in our body. We can't explain it. I've been in meetings and all of a sudden I've got a pain in a certain area of my body. I think, man, what's going on here? And before I understood this, I used to rebuke it. Say, get out, Satan, I'm not having this. Until the Holy Spirit says, hey, Thicko, there's somebody in the meeting experiencing that exact pain. And when I described the pain, the person with it said, yeah, that's me. Prayed, they got healed. Why did they get healed? Because in me describing the pain, they thought, wow, that's what I'm experiencing. God must be real. And then they came forward with faith and they got healed. And so we're up for it this morning. So do it. the microphone is here. I don't know if you guys at the top there, if you want to join us, you're welcome to come down here because I know it's going to be a bit harder, but there's a microphone there so you can make use of that. But I'm, I'm going to pray, and I want you to pray as well this morning. Don't just say, it's not me. I know some of us are really shy, and, and, and that takes a great... And if you don't want to come out to the microphone, you want to say it from where you are, just try and say it a bit louder so we can all hear, but you're welcome to do that. And if you feel God saying we should do something, if we should pray for the sick, or if we should declare something, or... Share it, and we will join in, and we will spark one another in God. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll see what God will do. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Father, we are your children. We thank you that you love us, that each one of us, that you love us, that you care for us. And Father, we open our hearts this morning and we say, use me today. Father, give us faith today. I pray for each one that we would have faith today. Father, speak into our hearts and minds, use our bodies, that your purpose today in this meeting would be established. And Father, I know that you want to heal, that you want to encourage, that you want to speak. 
And Father, would we commit ourselves to that this morning? We say, would you work in and through us today? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.